Welcome to our SSW bonus episode. So before we jump right into our episode, Mari has a um, correction to do for our last episode, episode 8. Yes, so I mentioned a Detective Shenher um, in episode 8. Um, so while Detective Shenher worked under the name Laurie Shenher while investigating the case, he now uses the name Lorimer, and I should have referred to him as Lorimer and used he, him pronouns, um, because that's what he currently uses. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of, uh, make that correction in case, you know, you're referring to Lorimer, um, in outside conversations and, uh, just so that you're using the correct name. We just want to update on that. And so for our first bonus episode do you want to tell us what we're talking about today we're talking about superstitions um one our own superstitions and superstitions of like our family and stuff and two superstition the sci-fi tv TV show show. and that's sci-fi with the y's like the channel the network a brief summary on the show is it is it a supernatural fighting family in the deep south that's basically the general gist of it. That's all you really need to know for now. <laughs> all right. So, superstitions. Want to cover our family? If we have family, have any superstitions in particular? Yes. Yeah, so I had one in mind when I was um, thinking about this bonus episode. Yeah. Um. So when I was younger, I would. I remembered my mom. Uh, like there was a time where, um, I heard a knock at the front door and. Um, but when I looked outside, there was no one there. And when I went to open the door, my mom, like, freaked out. And she was like, no, 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 don't open the door. Yeah. And I was like, why? Um, and she was like, um, if you, if there's a knock at the door and there's no one there and you open it, it's a spirit and you're letting that spirit in. You're giving that spirit permission to Kinda enter. like a vampire, right? Yeah. And so... If you ever have, like, a knock at the door and you look at the window and there's no one there, like, don't answer it because you're letting a spirit in. Oh. Well, I'd like to say that my family has superstitions, but quite honestly, like, if I were to even mention superstitions in my household, I get laughed at, to be honest. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, other... Because my mom was very superstitious mm. when she was younger. Um, my mom, actually, when she was my age, she was actually very into all of these things that I'm into. Now yeah. she's scared of all of them. <laughs> um, but she listens to every episode, so hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> um. I know she's not my mom, but I'm not saying <laughs> hi. I'm here, too. <laughs> I'm sure she wouldn't mind. Are there any people that you know that you've, like... That are superstitious? Yeah. Um... And you I don't know. have to, like, name them, because, like, we're not here to name and shame. Well. Unless they're, they're like, really bad, and they deserve it. No, the only thing I can think of, and I've probably mentioned this before, but, like, in college, um, two friends of mine, two people who are ethically different, but, you know, a long time ago, they came from the same place. One of my friends is Native American, one of my friends is Hong Kongese, and um, they're talking about how they have mirrors placed in their household, over doors or, like, bedrooms, because, like, if there's spirits, 
from, like, entering your rooms or, like, bad spirits from coming in. So, like, that's why they have all those mirrors in their place. And it's just a weird, a weird kind of cool cultural, like, connection that people don't really think about. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, you go, no ghosts. We got a mirror. It's cool. You can come in here, ghost. So you don't have a reflection. I don't know. I don't know the, the the actual history behind why it is, but that's that's what it's for. It's a ward off ghosties and evil spirits and such. Oh, that kind of reminds me of something. There we go. Um, so we have a mutual friend named Kira. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say her last name because that's rude. Um, <laughs> but um, she once told me that, um, you're supposed to hold your breath when passing a cemetery. Oh, yeah, I've heard that Because before. the ghosts could enter you in there. Um, and she was telling me this story because there was a cemetery on her, on some route to somewhere that yeah. her dad would always pass. Yeah. And I really hope to God it was Kira who told me this story <laughs> and not some other friend. Um. Who told you because you're like... If Kira does ever listen to this, I'm just going to sound like an asshole that's just, like, making shit up about her. That's not me. Okay, I think it was Kira. Okay. Um, But but there was, like, a route home where um, there was a stoplight in front of a cemetery. So if you got a red light, she was stuck there holding (laughs) her breath for the entire red light. I know um, our friend Kevin was not superstitious, but he used to live near oh, yeah. a cemetery. It was a big cemetery. He held rest for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> I remember trying once and I gave up and I was like, just possess me. Yeah, whatever. Just, <laughs> just take me. It's not worth it. I can't do it. <laughs> I would rather you possess me than me become a ghost because I was trying not to be possessed. Yeah. Uh, any other superstitions? Think of. Having heard people around me, other than like the ones that you've mentioned, is there anything that you do that's just like it's like not necessarily con- like superstitions, but more so just like cautionary things that I do. Like I, even though I my my room is in the basement because I want, I wanted my own bathroom, so I'm like I'm not being upstairs. I don't want to share a bathroom with my sister. I want my own bathroom. I'm going to the basement. Um, now my dad has to share with her. Huh. <laughs> um, but. Prior to living in a basement, like, for the longest time, I still, and I still kind of do, like, when it's dark in the basement, I'll run up the basement stairs when, like, it's it's dark, because I'm like, I I know nothing is there, but just in case, I want to get a head start. So, to this day, uh, sometimes when I have to go to bed by myself, and I have to turn the light off, and the hall light is off, and, like, everything's all turned off, and, like, I have to get into bed... I will turn off the light and just immediately jump into bed. And fortunately, my bedroom is kind of small, so I can... It's very easy easy to jump onto my bed from the doorway. Yeah. And so I would just, like, leap into my bed (laughs) and dive under the covers. Like, literally just, like, covers flown over me, just like... Must be completely covered. I'd just be like, yep, okay, now I'm safe. Yeah. Or, like, for example, even though I don't really believe in it, I, I will I will not say a Bloody Mary, what is it, three times in front of a mirror in the dark with the door closed. It's, I'm, I, I'm not doing it. That's something that I refuse to do. I still, not as much anymore, but I used to be very, very adamant about, like, not hanging my limbs off the edge of the bed. Oh, yeah. Or, like... 
if my feet were uncovered while I was sleeping, that was a no-no because something could grab me. Like, I don't know why feet specifically, like, why they can't grab you for anything. Your feet has to be covered. So I'd be lying in bed in the middle of a hot fucking summer in my bedroom, <laughs> like, spread eagle, but my, my toes are still covered by the blanket, <laughs> even though I, it's so hot. Like, just, just things, little things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of mine, because I know that I have some superstitions. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm someone who, like, in high school was like, I believe in science, and I'm not superstitious, but, like, secretly I'd be like, but just in case. Yeah, just <laughs> cautionary things. Uh, and I feel like it always had to do with ghosts. Like, I believed in ghosts for a really long, like, I still believe in ghosts. Yeah. Um, and, like, I used to believe that I would see, like, my grandfather and stuff, um, after he passed away. Yeah. I told everyone that, like, me and him would, would like, chill. <laughs> like, when I would head to bed, we would yeah. just, like, hang out and talk or whatever. But, like, for someone who is very cautious about all the, like, monsters out in the world, yeah. I can't think of anything that I actively do. <laughs> We can just go on to the show now. Yeah, we we were talking about it earlier, and we wanted to save some of the good stuff for our bonus episode um, for our super awesome listeners. So <laughs> we both watched all, was it 10, 12 episodes? 12, I think. Of Superstition, which is a 2017 sci-fi show, and we have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> oh, yes. I, okay, I started off really digging it. Um, it... I really love that, like, like our podcast, yep. it used a lot of, like, non-Western mythology. Yeah. Like, it talked about Hinduism, it talked about West African folklore and mythologies, and, like, East Asian stuff. Yep. But kind of on that point. It, but other than that, there isn't. Although there isn't anything else positive to say, it's just we definitely have, I think, more nitpicks, not nitpicks, kind of major issues with the show than good things to say. Unfortunately, because... We really we really want the best for this yeah. show. Like, we don't want it to go away. Like, I want season two. I just want to make Which that clear. Which is still clear. up in the air, yeah. I want season two. I need it. <laughs> okay? Because every... I've watched almost... I watched ten seasons of Supernatural. Yeah. Ten of them. I can't believe you got you went that far. I only went through, like, five or six. I couldn't do it anymore. Um, when it was originally on air, I stopped at six. And then when I got Netflix, I was like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to give it the old college try. Yeah. And I made it to season 11, and then <laughs> they are pulling some ridiculous crap, so I just gave up. <laughs> I, I, kudos to you, because I was just like, it's not happening. So, let's start off with one of my big, bigger, actually no, let's start with the praises for the show. I am so glad to finally see, like, people of color headline, specifically a black family for me, headline a, like, supernatural, like, show, which, like, if anyone is familiar with, like, horror movies and stuff, usually the black person's, like, the second person to die. So, like, it's nice. Or first. Or I first, mean... depending on what you're watching, you know. But, like, it's just, for me, it's really, really nice and refreshing to see it. You know, a family unit fighting, not necessarily crime, but monsters and things together. 
you know. And they're not too stereotypical. No. Like they're <clears throat> so for, there's oh. there's some bits that are kind of yeah like stereotypical, but like for the most part they're they're fully fledged human beings except for, the most part, for Tilly, who is like their like family but not actually family um, in house coroner. Coroner, I believe she. So she works as a coroner, but they. So this family. Yeah. Owns a funeral home. Yeah. <clears throat> That's their kind of like cover as this demon hunting family. Um, <clears throat> they have a funeral home, and the coroner, who is Tilly, works out of the funeral home on the bodies um, yep. and does like um, stuff like that. And so she does autopsies, um, but she also does like mortician stuff. Yeah, this is basically her job, and her character. That's what she, she feels like she's just a char- character. She feels like a person. That's kind of the problem. I felt like she started off really fleshed out as a character. She was this kind of like dorky, sci-fi, loving kind of character. Yeah. Who was had a little bit of attitude, but like <clears throat> was mostly just clumsy and like a little shy. Yeah. She was like, you know, you're 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 quirky. You're quirky doctor. That's what she was. Yeah. And your quirky, lovable doctor. Yes, that that kind. And at some point in the series, her personality seemed to be like whatever the show needed it to be. Yeah, and like especially in the sense that she became the like resident grudge holder yeah. of the family. Like it was just like everyone was like like some new character would come in, and everyone would be like okay, we'll be polite to this character because we don't know anything about them and they've given us no reason to believe that they're bad. And she would just come in and be like, get them out of this house! And you're just like, whoa, Tilly. And like the, uh, I think we should preface this, like the show doesn't really, some shows, I mentioned this earlier, suffer from too much exposition. This show kind of has the opposite problem where like we don't really know who's... There's not enough context. Yeah. We don't really know who's... Who who is... Who who is... Who is coming in, what their real ties to the family are, or anything. And she just comes in like, I hate this person! It's like, wait, but why? And then we don't get the answer. It's like, so... In a lot of shows, in their first season... They'll lay the groundwork yeah. for future issues and future seasons. So there's some some intrigue. So you're asking questions about the characters and you're and you're demanding interest and so that, you know, you'll come back each episode and you'll you'll demand the network to yeah. to renew you. But this didn't it, it was like trying to do that, but it all it did was just leave you confused. Yeah. Like, like, for example, with Tilly, because we're talking about her, like, uh, Anansi, the, the, the spider god, the god of storytelling and interesting and all that sort of stuff, she comes to visit them, and Tilly is just like, like, just so upset that Anansi is there, and Anansi alludes to a whole bunch of things that is literally never brought up until the second last episode, where we get hints of, like, her possibly being in, like, some sort of coven, and then, like, 
not mentioned again, and in the last ten minutes of the last episode, she I does... mean, you probably shouldn't say too much more. But it's basically like... <laughs> I mean, there was one episode where they bring up... Um, Vietnamese? Yes, Vietnamese. Um, like, this this Vietnamese um, superstition. Like, yep. And they just kind of name drop it and then breeze past it when they're like what was it called a a lookshuk like something like that i don't remember Lish, like a lushuk or a uh, i apologize for yeah. just saying random sounds together they're not words i'm yeah. aware um but um so they 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 bring it up kind of like that and they're like yeah that's what it is and then they just like never talk about it again and it's like oh but it's not a regular one it's this whole and it's it doesn't give you enough background to like it assumes a familiarity that we don't have yeah and like because one of the good things about this show is they don't they don't touch really on the westernized like superstitions and creatures and things that short stories stores that shows typically do but then when they talk about things the other things, they assume that we know what they're talking about. Which we would love to, but we but, kind of need to get that context first. Yeah. So that is definitely an issue, an, a reoccurring issue with the show. I mean, it definitely feels like you've been dropped into the show mid-series. Yeah, Like, basically. it feels like a middle season rather than a first season. After the first episode, yeah, it's definitely like that. Um, what else can we mention? Oh, the editing. Yeah, I was like, should I mention that now? <laughs> At some, it's it's a sci-fi show. People who aren't familiar with the sci-fi s- movies and shows and stuff, they don't have the best budget. Yeah, they usually are very low budget because you know that it's a very niche channel. Yeah. Um, and they pretty much get as much money as people pay for the channel. I guess. And so, I mean, advertisers oh, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, too. But, um, like, it's, they're usually very cheesy, yeah. very kind of cheap CGI. And I'm pretty sure they know that they are, but, like, at some point, I would say pro- a third episode, by the third episode, it was really, really noticeable as to how much they didn't have a decent budget. At least for the digital. Yeah, their practical effects are fine. They had they their physical props yeah. and sets were pretty good. They're, they're yeah, but like the the VFX, the digital effects, those. I, this may be like out of context for maybe some younger viewers, viewers, some younger listeners. But Windows Movie Maker <laughs> is what I liken it like still the editing exists. to. I know, but they, they, they tried. On, they tried to get rid of it, and people. No, that was paint. Yeah, but I mean, they've definitely Windows Movie Maker is a shell of what it used to be, but the, but the it's like the preset not. filters. Yes. that you can put on your little home video clips. Yeah. that you share at somebody's birthday. It's 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 really something as we said before. Something like a like a a high schooler could do, a college kid could do. Like the, the 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 bare minimum. 
Yeah, I mean, like, what I could do, which is not very much, my, I tried to be, I tried to be like, oh, I'm going to be a filmmaker, and, like, try to, like, learn all of these video effects, yeah. because a friend of ours in high school was so incredibly amazing at yes. them, and I was like, I want to do that, and I couldn't. <laughs> it was a mess. And we're, we're not trying to bash the show, because at the core of it, the root of the problem with the show, the main problem with the show, is, like, is the writing and the pacing. Like, the, the cuts are so jarring for me personally, like, tonally, sometimes, that I'm like, to, like, is it me? Like, is it, is it, <laughs> is it me? Like, like it, it go from, like, something that's very, very serious and, like, very, very hard to deal with, and then something so incredibly campy and cheesy in just one, like, one cut, and I'm like, wait... And it's not, like, like kind of, like, those juxtaposition cuts where it's, like, let's Con- compare and contrast. Like, yeah. it's just, like, like, another scene. Like, yeah. it's not, like, a like a pivotal moment. Like, like, going from intensely sad to this, like, it's happy but it's important or, like, relevant to that previous scene. Yeah. It'll just be like, and then the next part of the story is... It just seems they had problems transitioning between different storylines in each episode, mm-hmm. and they had problems with consistency. We talked about it's a it's a it's a family it's a it's a it's a grand grandparents, son and their granddaughter, um, and so basically the son um, went off to military right out of high school. Yeah. Basically, um, what he didn't know was that his ex girlfriend that yeah. he was leaving behind was pregnant, and she chose not to tell him, and he. She made his parents promise not, not to, to tell, tell him. him. Yeah. So he didn't know anything about this kid. So it's 17, 16, 16 years, years later. later. Yeah. And he returns from the army finally. Yep. I guess he's never come back home. Like ever. Um, In 16 a, years. That's a long time. Yeah. And so he, he comes back and finds out about this kid for the first time. Yeah. What's difficult with this show is that there are, like, four different episodes (laughs) that deal with this relationship. And basically, it's like, episode one, I hate you, you left, you don't care about my mom, you're the worst. End of episode one. Next episode. Hey, Pop. (laughs) Like, thanks, Pop. Episode two, don't call him Dad. I hate him. You left us. Blah, 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 blah. End of episode. Thanks for being there, Dad. And, like, it's just, it's so, it's so weird. Because, like, pick pick a side. Either you want this young girl, Garvey, to, you know, come to accept her dad. Or you want her to spend some time struggling with the relationship. But it's just the back and forth is just not working for us. Like, it wasn't like each episode was dealing with a different aspect of their relationship. No. It was It was the same thing over and over again. And it basically felt like they weren't even written in order, necessarily. Yeah. It was just like, oh, we know they're having, parent, like, like father-daughter issues, so just, like, write it in to this episode, and, like, we'll fit it in somewhere. Yeah. And then they just stuck them all in a row. Yeah, it wasn't the only thing they tried to... They tried to fit in. They just shoehorned in random characters that, like, seem to have some sort of significance, like a, a family member that had 
has a significance or like an old lover and like they were they forced them into the plot and then they were gone like it didn't even like matter yeah it was like they would show up when it was convenient to the plot line and then once the conflict was resolved they'd just disappear and you it was like you knew that they were part that they're gonna be part of the supporting cast and the kind of not regular characters but like the returning characters yeah. that'll come back over several seasons and you know you'll come to know and love but it was just very forced and it was like let us get there like yeah. let us make the decision who's gonna be a returning character yeah. and who's just gonna pop in like who's just gonna be like a one-off so i think it's safe to say that like mari and i don't hate the show and, no like, for as, sure as mari said like second season on board for that but they definitely need a lot of help. They have a lot of work to do. Um, I feel like I should also add for context that Jasmine does have some experience in the film industry. Yeah, so like, so like, we're not we're not just coming at this as I, I am. I'm an amateur, but you're a writer though, so you understand how yes. story structure generally should work. Roughly, it's not like a hard or fast rule, but generally should work character development. Yeah. You know. The show, like, I totally understand why the show is written the way that it was. It's definitely one of those things where it felt like the writer was so excited to get everything. They they wanted to, to touch on every single thing that was important to them that they wanted because they probably aren't sure if this is going to get another season. Probably. And yeah. so it they were just kind of like and then this happens and then this happens and then this happens and instead of filling out the story more and and leaving more questions to be answered at a later date yeah which you know ended up harming them in yeah. the long run it's... but i think we also were kind of speculating on the idea that maybe this show was set up to fail yeah cuz like we hope you guys will take the time to watch it and form your own opinions on the show. Like, don't just take, like, our word and be like, okay, I'm not gonna watch it. But, like, from... Just from watching it, it makes me wonder, who looked at the screenplay and said, yeah, yeah, this is good. Like, this is the one. This is gonna be our first black-centered, like, paranormal show. Yeah. The thing that our fans have been asking for forever, this is gonna be our, you know, game changer. Because... It, it just seems to me, like, I don't believe that this is the first script that came across their desk with the black family in it. Yeah. And I don't believe it's the best one that's come across their desk. And, like... Yeah, I, it's just hard, it's hard to believe that this is the best thing they saw, like, all day. Because they probably deal with hundreds and hundreds of scripts and ideas and screenplays and whatever. And they looked at this and this was like, this is the best, the best thing we've seen. Yeah, like, and, like, conceptually, I can see that. Yes, conceptually. If they were just going from, like, a treatment or whatever, but in terms of pacing, even for a pilot script or whatever, like... Well, the pilot was probably the best episode. Not yeah. perfect, but it was probably the best episode. That's true. So maybe it was, but then it got rushed. I don't know. Something Some, happened yeah. in that production where 
it went from a really great idea to something that was kind of rushed. Yeah. And, and it felt like kind of put together like quickly, like... Well, the like way it was you, just kind of like scrambled together. The way you described it earlier was like it is really I think relatable. Like the rough draft of a story or an essay, you mm. just throw all your ideas onto a page. Like you don't bother to you know find the best the best ideas or start. You just like get it all out. Whatever I bring, just get it all out so I don't forget it. And then they just didn't really refine much from there. There's like all this sounds cool, but like the thing with writing or even just art in general is that you can't just put all of your ideas into one pot and then hope it works out. Yeah, it takes a lot of finessing and you'll end up cutting things that you really love. Like, oh, my least favorite part of editing is when you there's this golden line that you have, but it doesn't fit in with the rest of your story or whatever. It's like, it's a great line for a different story and you you just got to cut it out and I hate it so much because it's like, no, I like it. Yeah. I like it and I'm proud of it. And it's like my child, please don't like cut off a limb. Art is very personal. And like, it, I hate it so much, but sometimes you just got to be like, it doesn't work here. Yeah. It may work someplace else. Put it on the shelf for another day. But like, don't be completely like attached to every idea you have. Um... Do you want to try to wrap things up? Sure. Um, I guess kind of overall, yeah. we love the show. We hope to see a season two. Um, and we just want to see more shows like this. So yeah. even if this show doesn't succeed, we just want there to be more like it. So we at least have the option of having like a favorite. Yeah. And also, if you guys have any suggestions or recommendations for us, like anything to watch, to yeah. read, yeah. maybe not read. I'm so I have ADHD and I don't have medication. <laughs> and that is, that is, it makes it hard, harder to deal with, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys anything that you think we would like or just want us to talk about or review or whatever, just, just let us know. You know, our Twitters, our Twitters, our Twitter, our Instagram. And our email. And our email. It's all open. It's all there for you to communicate with us. And... You know, yeah. you can be another side of the conversation. It doesn't have to be a two-person thing. And this will probably be one of our longer bonus episodes, but we ideally would like to keep these like a converse, a general conversation, kind of short, you know, It might listening. be a rant. <laughs> yeah, it might be a rant. We're going to, it's going to be a fun experiment and do a whole bunch of sort of things. We hope you guys look forward to hearing more of these bonus episodes from us. Yeah, and it'll, it'll be anything that we don't get to really touch on a lot. So anything really, like, goofy or silly yeah. that we can't do a full episode on, that's yeah. what these episodes are going to be for. Yes. And so we hope you enjoyed our first bonus episode of Six Sad World. And as always... Don't be a murderer. Good night. Because <laughs> you're should be listening to this at night clearly <laughs> that's when everybody later. listens to their true crime <laughs> sure <cop>. sure <laughs>